are now entering the Brooks. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello, you're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm the other sane co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Well, Jason, that was pretty mean and a terrible way to start the day. (laughs) Also, the thing you're referring to is cut out at the beginning of the show. So people aren't even going to know, and they're just going to think you're a dick, which is fine with me. Hey, if the shoe fits, I'll wear it. (laughs) Will it fit on your dick? That's the question. (laughs) I don't know. If the dick shoe fits... It's called a condom, and you should not be using them because you're in a committed, loving relationship. Or you could use them. That's fine. I guess that's that is fine. I guess I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna condom shame you in your own marriage. I guess. I love a condom. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize you had a relationship with a condom. That's fine too. Carl the condom. So I guess you guys are kind of open. <laughs> it's a kind of a thruple, you and Matt and the condom. Yeah, it's that's what you that's what you have instead of kids is you just keep a full condom nearby and you think of no. what could be. No, no, I'm cutting that out. That's disgusting. OK, <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing OK. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. We've certainly started off weird, but that's OK with me. I'm in a goofy mood and I feel like that's a place I should be when good. I'm also terrified because you've intimated to me that this is going to be kind of a roller coaster which I'm excited to get to. Oh, it's not a roller coaster. It is a catastrophe. Fantastic. In order to get there, because I'm terrified, I guess the only way to the other side of it is through it. So shall we jump in? Let's do it. I mean, of course, we're going to talk about the bright spot, but I think you'll like this week's bright spot. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, the bright spot this week is Jason T. Gaffney and Matt Gorlick. Because we had a really fantastic actual in-person game night with you guys last night. And you have now brought game nights in person with friends back into our lives. Yay! And so it's the highlight of our week. I know you're fully vaccinated and the two weeks have passed. So you can actually start to integrate humans back into your life. And I got to tell you, hugs in person. I know. Life-changing, life-changing, right? (laughs) You know, it's funny. I was talking to Matt about how I'm really grateful that I don't have this weirdness, right, when we were first hugging. Like, it it was more just, like, super excitement. I was nervous that, like, I was going to be scared to touch people and all of that because a year of, like, don't touch me, don't touch me, get away from me. And it's so nice to be able to, like breathe a little you know yeah. and b- still being safe like we're yeah. we're seeing the right amount of people at sure at and all four of us were fully vaccin- vaccinated yeah. and uh yeah and so and so we're following the guidelines but also just being able to be free and be together as friends in person having dinner playing games you know you and i have kept in touch through the podcast but also through uh regular zoom game nights but it's it's wonderful it's not the same it's just not the same right and so to be able to get back to actual in-person hanging out with friends, um, it, was, it was really, really meaningful for us and, and truly is the bright spot of my week. Oh, so I love that. You guys are my bright spot this week. 
I like this. Yes, I'm, I thought you would, especially because you're about to ruin my fucking life. <laughs> I know. I was about part, to say. Part of what we were talking about <laughs> last night is how awful this is going to be for me personally. So, And how much joy I was going to get out of that. So yes. that makes me a double asshole. It so does. So I hope, I hope at very least this makes you feel just a little bit bad. <sighs> but no, honestly, I mean it to make you feel really, really good because you're our bright spot. And thank you. Our love to Matt, and it was really, really fun. I love that. We love you, too. And Matt, you did not win that Golden Girls game. Okay, so let's get to the show. All right. (laughs) Ready? Uh Uh-huh. The Count. Dracula. True Love. Okay. I think that feels still Victorian and Dracula-esque, perhaps. Necrophilia. Um... Oh, God, I have a sense that this is about somebody in Florida that was in love with a woman and kept her corpse around as his bride. This is a real person who kept a corpse bride at home. That's right. <laughs> I Oh, 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 I'm so excited about this. I had heard something about this and I wanted to, I was like, this is perfect for us. Okay. I should, I, I grant you, I should be less excited about <laughs> the, the necrophiliac weirdo count in Florida. We're going to talk about the infamous Carl Tanzler or yes. Count Carl von Cassel. Yes, I've heard a bit about this, okay? But I don't know the story too well. But I heard it on some podcast sometime, and I'm like, oh. Excellent. Fantastic. Oh, ruin my day. So he was born in Germany in 1877 on February 8th. Like all the great counts are. <laughs> He would grow up in Germany uh, and would eventually attend a medical university and became a doctor. I think that wasn't clear. So well, this was the 1800s, right? When he was born, yeah, when? So, 1878? I mean, they just, they were, yeah, 18, late 1800s. They're just handing doctorates out to anyone who Completely. shows up. Completely. Medical training at the time was basically like, here's how you take a temperature. Go and go and doctor <laughs> to the people. Go save lives. Right. Um, <laughs> so he ended up going to Australia which was supposed to be temporary, but he kind of fell in love with it, I guess. So he well, was there for like Australia, 10 years. Australia here is really nice. So I would know. love to go to Australia. I just don't know why. Like He was supposed to go there and then go somewhere else. And he was like, oh, no, I'm falling in love with Australia. Um, well, you've never just gone to a place and really wanted to stay there and wish you could? That's well, true. Well, he fucking did it, man. <laughs> well, World War One broke out. And sure. uh, the British would arrest him and put him in an internment camp for safekeeping. Oh, okay. You're German. We don't like you right now. Sure, yeah. you're 4,000 miles away from the fighting, but we don't <laughs> like the look of you. Exactly. Yes. So after the war was over, he wasn't allowed to return to where he was living in Australia because what? he was a prisoner of war, which is weird because, <laughs> like, he didn't do anything. Like, he was a prisoner of war for being German. Yeah. On a different continent. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's where humanity is at this point. Cool. So they were like, we don't know if you're crazy. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Although, <laughs> knowing a little bit about where the story's going, I feel like they had a good premonition about this guy. I love, by the way, that I channeled Nicole Byer. Um, she's one of my favorite comedians of all time. And whenever yeah. she un- un- uh, nailed it, she's always like, bye bye. It's just a fun way to say bye bye. Um, anyway, <laughs> shout out to Nicole Byer. Follow her, love her. We'll be your friends. 
Yeah. Um, so, okay. So Carl was brought to a prisoner's exchange in Holland and was set free, but unable to go back to Australia. A prisoner's so, exchange? What is that, like a swap meet? I'll I give guess. you three <laughs> Danes for that German. It's like the world's worst white elephant. Oh, man. <laughs> I got the murderer. <laughs> oh, crap. I'm number one. No, that's the best one. Oh, man, I'm number 12. Oh, that sucks. Damn it. There's nothing left but this creepy German guy. Oh. Oh. So he decides to go back to Germany to see if his mom was still alive after the war. He's like, I don't know if anyone's alive. I've been uh, sending letters. I've gotten nothing. <laughs> so he shows up, and she's like, I'm alive. And he's like, whoa, you're alive. <laughs> So they spent. Wow, I am very <laughs> excited about it. But they did it in German, so they screamed it in German. Ah. Um, <laughs> ich bin living! <laughs> oh, God. Oh, he'd spent a lot of time right. in uh, Australia, so he had kind of a germlish going on. <laughs> oh, that's a great, you know, it's a, one of the best romantic comedies of all time. Germlish? germlish? Yeah. yeah. Also with Adam Sandler. Weird. <laughs> So he ended up spending three years with his mom until she was like, you know, your I'm sister- tired of you. <laughs> your sister's in the United States. You should go visit her. You are creepy. Yeah. Every night you wake up screaming and chanting about things. Anyway. Yeah. And you're imp- not a count. It's important to note that he married Doris Schaefer in 1920 in Germany. And they had two daughters at this point, one named Aisha and one named Clarista. Okay. So his mom, with him, with the daughter-in-law and the kid, she's like, you got to go. Wow. (laughs) She's like, we are in a one-bedroom apartment. You are not a count. I don't know what you're talking. Was he an actual count? I don't think he was. Was he? We're going to get there. Okay. You tell people we live in a castle. We don't. (laughs) This is a studio apartment. There's no more room for you. Stop having the babies. Yeah. If you stop having the babies, you can stay in Germany, but not now. Go to America. Lots of room in America. So Carl would uh, head over to Cuba first in 1926 and then over to Zephyr Hills, Florida to be with his sister. Okay. Once he was established with her there in Florida, then he sent for his wife and their daughters. Okay. So they're like, we're going to America. Sure, um, but he was like, I just spent some time in Cuba for the fun of it. I danced the samba. I had a margarita for the first time. A good old uh, 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 a smoke st- a stick. Uh, uh, cigar. Cigar. <laughs> smoke stick? <laughs> I had a total brain fart moment. So you keep that in. That's amazing. I've had some of the finest smoke sticks of the Cubas. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I am a smokestick aficionado now. Yes. <laughs> I have a smokestick box uh <laughs> made entirely of wood to protect <laughs> sticks of smoke. Um, it has humidity inside of it. I cannot recall what it's called. <laughs> I'm a doctor, not scientist. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm doctor. I forgot. <laughs> so quote I am from, a doctor count. I'm a count doctor. Quote from birdinflight.com, quote when he submitted documents for U.S. citizenship, he called himself Carl Tanzler von Kossel. Okay. This was not an accidental choice of name. Tanzler loved telling the story that he was supposedly a relative of Countess von Kossel and claimed that the ghost of the eminent relative 
had visited him his entire childhood. According oh. to him, during those visions, he also saw the face of a dark-haired young woman that was supposed to become the love of his life. Oh, I guess he didn't tell his wife that. Well, basically, his blonde wife. <laughs> he's basically <laughs> married to Doris and is telling people, I haven't met the love of my life yet. Oh, and I'm a count. <laughs> she, she gets to America. She's like, so, I hear you're telling some interesting stories about me. <laughs> she's like, no, no. Finish your Wiener schnitzel while mm. we discuss this. <laughs> I don't like you much either, creepy. <laughs> Put down your smoke stick. We must talk. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So, all right. In 1927, he would leave Doris and daughters behind and headed over to Key West, Florida to work as a radiology technician at a U.S. Marine hospital. Okay. No one really is too surprised that he left his family at this point, I guess. No. He's like, I haven't found the love of my life and I have these visions. Oh, I'm a count. Bye. I'm going to be radiology. Uh, Enjoy Florida. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you ready for this? I don't know. I don't know what this is. I'm probably not ready for it, but that's not going to change anything. So please go ahead. Enter Maria Elena Helen Milagro de Hoyos. Whoa, man. She's really (laughs) like giving him a run for the money in the name category. Well, the best part is the Helen is in quotes. So it's clearly like a nickname, but everyone called her Elena. No one called her Helen. So I don't you know can't why... nickname yourself, lady. Yeah, I don't know why fucking Helen's in there. But... Also, because you nicknamed yourself Helen. <laughs> like, no, it's a terrible nickname. So Elena's mom brought her to the hospital because Elena wasn't feeling that great. The mo- her mom was like, you need to see a doctor. Mm-hmm. And, and Elena's like, fine, God. Um, <laughs> so upon seeing Elena for the first time, Carl claims that she was the woman that the Countess von Kossel kept showing him in his visions. Oh, he's met the love of his life. Yeah. In a military hospital. So he He's was, not the only one, lady. He was overjoyed to have met her. <laughs> but then <laughs> he was dismayed when he diagnosed her with tuberculosis. Oh, no. No one told me the love of my life was going to live such a short life. He's like, I've found the love of my life and she's dying of tuberculosis oh yes no. i swear <laughs> i'm a count <laughs> my dead ancestor told me so <laughs> and he lifted her up and it broke her back and <laughs> he dropped really her she he broke her, her arm and then she he said it and yeah and then she realized he was the love of her life too she had issues as well <laughs> So, all right, Carl was going to save her, he decided, since she was clearly destined to be married to him, even though he's still married to Doris. Yeah, well, that shouldn't, you know, stand in the way of true love. Right. Doris, you understand. I don't know what accent this is, but Doris, you understand. We're not together anymore. (laughs) Oh, no. But, Carl, I have loved you and given you children. And I have come to Florida, America with you, and I have given you smokesticks and all the Wiener schnitzel you could want. What have I done wrong? Quote from Atlas Obscurica. Um, and he just left. I guess he just left like you just did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Quote from AtlasObscure.com. Quote, 
sparing zero expense and displaying a total irreverence for hospital authority, Carl (laughs) set out to find a miracle cure for his Elena. He administered homemade special tonics and medicines, illegally brought x-ray and electrical equipment to the Hoyos' house for home treatments, all while showering Elena with copious gifts and professing his love. Oh, my God. Like, (laughs) was this at all reciprocated by Elena? I'm glad you brought that up. Because he's, he's, he's gone from creepy to, like, ultra creepy, right? Yeah. So from every site I read about Carl and, uh, and all of this basically implied Elena did not share the affection of Carl the way that he showered affection upon her. She was right. like, okay, fine, just fix me, but, like, go away. Yeah. Like, I have somehow have attracted the attentions of this German, quotes, doctor count, and he <laughs> says he's going to save me. No, and no now I it's feel a count doctor, count, count doctor. doctor, count doctor, and I feel like... If I don't let him save me, he'll kill me himself. I love you so much. I love you until <laughs> your dying day, even if I have to bring it about. Yes, so I can save you after. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Elena's not reciprocation of love could have been many reasons and probably... She was sick. Yeah, she also was not looking for love. Uh, also, she was looking for like <laughs> being cured. She, she so, was looking to not cough up blood into her handkerchief every day. Also, Elena was already married to a man named Louis Mesa. Well, um, there's another obstacle. <laughs> but he wasn't with her anymore since he bailed on her and left her for Miami after she had a miscarriage. Oh, so well, this is just chock full of men leaving their wives isn't it yes good job so she was actually still married to lewis when she would lose her fight to tuberculosis on october 25th 1931 she died she died in 1931 yeah she's like tuberculosis got me okay so he's already like 50 how old was she uh younger substantially like she was in her teens or early 20s right I want to say she was in her 20s. Yeah. Okay. Right. So this like substantially older Count Dr. German creepy guy. Yeah. Is like showering her with gifts and also sort of making it contingent on like, you know, curing her of her right. deadly disease. And uh, she's, you know, legit creeped out until she died. So she didn't have a great time. No. In, in the 30s. <laughs> so Carl, despondent would demand to the family that he pay for her funeral and for them to build, again, with Carl's money, a mausoleum. Basically, oh, okay. he's like, I'm going to pay for the funeral. I'm going to give her a mausoleum. I will I'm make an it. offering of smoke sticks. Yes. <laughs> so he then got a mortician to prepare the body uh, and had Elena placed in her supposed final resting place. Supposed being the operative word here. So the weirdest part at first. (laughs) Yeah, here is where it turns real, real, real bad. Was that Carl only. (laughs) Carl had only one key made to the tomb and it was a key that he kept for himself. That's a surprise. Uh So over the next two years, two years, Mm. he would go visit Elena every night. Ugh. Okay. It got so weird that finally he was let go from his job at the hospital. Really? They so they knew about his like night excursions? Yeah. 
They were That's, like, yeah. sorry, dude, take your count business elsewhere. Well, I don't see why. I mean, that is personal time. <laughs> I don't want someone going and fucking a corpse and or doing whatever with a corpse and then was coming to work. confirmed that he was fucking her? We'll get there. Um, uh... At that moment, when he was fired, he suddenly stopped visiting Elena. Elena's mm-hmm. family made note that it was extra weird that he suddenly seemed to abandon her. But... Well, she's caused him nothing but grief. <laughs> so needy. Such a needy wife. <laughs> Dying all the time and then being dead and costing me my job. No kidding. First you die. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Anything after that, it's your fault. Yes. Okay. So, all right. I am here to reveal that Carl had not, in fact, abandoned Elena. Oh, well, that's almost a relief. No, no, it's not. In fact, with his newfound loss of his job, he decided to devote his time to being with her all the time. Well, I have all the time in the world now. You have done me a great service. He would go pick her up and placed her body in a toy wagon and brought her to a lab that Carl had created out of an old airplane. I don't know well, where the fuck that was, but that... that's undignified. All of that is very undignified. <laughs> Quote from Atlas. And he's Obscure. going full Frankenstein now. <laughs> Doctor, Atlas. not monster. <laughs> Quote from AtlasObscure.com. Quote, using plaster of Paris, wires, mortician's wax and glass eyes, Tansler brought Elena back to life and proceeded uh, to take her to his home where the pair shared a marital bed. Uh, uh. Shared? Shared? That implies some kind of sharing. There's not a share. <laughs> for the Use next... a different word. For he the... raped a dead woman. For the next seven or so years, Carl no, would no, perform... No, that's very long. Carl would perform maintenance to keep Elena's decaying corpse alive. Maintenance. And that's not alive. Maintenance. Oh. Quote, <laughs> quote from Wiki, quote... Tansler attached the corpse's bones together with piano wire and fitted Uh, the face with glass eyes. As uh, the skin of the corpse decomposed, Tansler uh, replaced it with silk cloth soaked in wax and uh, plaster of Paris. As the hair fell out of Elena's decomposing scalp, Tansler fashioned a wig from her hair, which he had previously obtained from her mother. I'm flabbergasted. I knew a little bit about this, but you're going into such detail that... Here's, folks, you might have heard this on some other podcast, but I tell you, you haven't heard this. <laughs> he would because then, this is horrible, he would and then, you don't want to hear it, and that's why we're doing it. He would then put rags in her stomach to keep yeah. her form and would bathe her in oils and disinfectants to help hide the smell of the rotting body. Huh. Huh. <laughs> I'm just very, very glad we're in my bathroom right now. He then would make sure that she... <laughs> This part's so fucked. Uh, this part. This part is extra fucked. He then okay. would make sure that she had all her needs met, uh, her marital needs, such as clothing and perfume, and even would construct a, a modesty curtain for her to have around the bed so that she could be, you know, have her alone time. Oh, my Christ. <laughs> a little shopping, you know. I, I give you everything. Well, oh, Okay. <laughs> So, all right. Well, it's nice that he's thinking of her needs. As I said 
earlier, this would go mm. on for about seven years. Until you did say that, and I don't want to hear that again. <laughs> seven years. No, this would that's go the third on. time you've said it, and I, I still don't want to hear it, and I'm still not going to incorporate that into my knowledge. After set. about seven years of this. Oh, <sighs> uh, it got through. Fuck. A, <laughs> a boy, a little boy saw Carl dancing through his window uh, with what looked like a giant woman doll <laughs> in his house. How could he pick her up? How could... <laughs> What kind of fucked up Home Alone world is this? Like, so, uh, <laughs> oh my god! That kid would grow up to be the Wet Bandit, one of them. <laughs> so that was a young Joe Pesci. <laughs> oh god! So the boy started telling people, and people started to talk because he's buying women's clothing and dancing with the doll, and he stopped going to the crypt. So people mm-hmm. really started to worry and wonder if, in fact, he was actually caring for her body in his house. Yeah, and then they thought, no, no, it's been seven years. No way. No. <laughs> I know it's we not have, possible. I know we have Florida Man, but this is a bit too much. No, he invented fucking Florida Man, okay? Which... <laughs> Florida man is from Germany. That's, I mean, I'm, you know, of German descent myself, and we're a little messed up yes. from all the wars. So, in 1940, Elena's sister, Florinda, which, by the way, love the name. They do, too. And it's perfect that she settled in Florida. Well, they were already there. Yeah. So, Florinda would go to Carl and confront him. She's like, I can't take it anymore. The rumors are getting to me. I got to know. back. The modesty curtain. Yeah. Well, she sh- she shows up and he's like, oh, yes, come inside. Would you like to see your sister, Elena? No. <laughs> what, has she not visited for the fucking... Have they not talked for seven years? <laughs> he wasn't married to her. What? It was a doctor. Like, I think that he probably was, in his mind, married to her. Right. Well, the point yeah. is, <sighs> Florinda saw Elena and at first yeah. thought it was a wax doll, but then realized it was actually her sister's decaying body. Mm. So she contacted the police immediately and he was well, ar- that's good. He was arrested at once and her okay. and, uh, and Elena's body was taken from him. Oh, oh, the deepest cut. So but how is he going to perform his maintenance? So during the autopsy of the twice the dead body <laughs> well they need to figure out what was fucking going on they're like why is there plaster all over this body and well, i mean what's with the fucking i don't know about i don't know about the usefulness of this second autopsy i don't like, well she was dead once so the coroner would find all the different things that he had done as i'd mentioned and he mm. would also find a paper tube in her vaginal canal paper Yes. Now To keep it from collapsing or whatever. There is arguments to claim that he never used said tube for his pleasure, but there's arguments that say he did use said tube for his pleasure. Well, it's paper. Have you ever tried to fuck a paper tube? I don't want to get too into this, really. I'm just saying he could have taken the tube out for a fuck and then put the tube in to keep it the hole intact. Ah, well... That ruined my day. <laughs> Sorry, that was the most had, wild laugh I've ever done. I had other stuff to do today, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna ever move again. So Carl was put on trial for, quote, wantonly and maliciously destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization. So that's the crime? Yes. 
Okay. Because being a total creepy asshole is not actually a statute. That's creepy asshole is not against the law in Florida. <laughs> but they did find some law he broke. Good. Right. Quote from atlasobscurica.com. Quote, the trial became a media sensation. And surprisingly, the majority of the public, especially women, supported Tanzler, finding him to be an eccentric romantic. And that's when I lost faith in humanity. Yep. Like, before this, <laughs> it was one bad apple, okay? Now, he's being he has supporters and that many and even a majority. And, oh, and I understand how Trump was elected. Go ahead. During the trial, Carl would reveal that he was planning on flying up into outer space with Elena so that he could essentially use space radiation to help bring her back to life. And not even that lost him supporters. Nope. That's crazy as fuck. Carl. <laughs> this is in 19, what's 1938? 40-something. 1939, 1940 19, something. 1941 or two. Yeah. Like, space flight's not going to happen for over 20 years. Yep. So, okay. <laughs> so my that's my question. Was he waiting for space flight to happen? Is he doing his maintenance for 20 years? Or is he going to invent space flight to make this happen? That's what I, I know. don't know. I don't want to know what his brain... Anyway, let's move mm-hmm. on. So, okay. can you guess what happened with Carl? I mean, I, 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 I hope he died... <laughs> All right. Well, let's, I'm sure he's dead by now. Let's start. Like, with... I hope he died, and then he was uh, unceremoniously maintained for you know ten years. Oh God, no! All right. Okay. Well, Carl would not be convicted at the <gasps> end of his trial due to the fact that the statute of limitations uh, on his crimes had expired, which I don't really fucking understand because he's still in possession of a body he had no right to. Um, if he had taken no the body, I think he was like, des- if, if desecration was, was it the theft of the body was the crime? I guess so. I, I guess, I mean, it was like maliciously destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization. So I guess like you have to get That's it in the crime. five years or something. So oh. he did hmm. commit the crime, but so much, but he'd had the body for so long that the crime was null and void now. Oh, no. I, I still think it's a crime against humanity. Personally. Do better. Uh, like, here's the thing. If oh. he had taken a body and then put it back and was like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that again. And it's like s- seven years later and we learn about it. I'd be like, okay, not cool. Here's some community service. But like, we could get over this. But like, <laughs> yeah. the dude still had the fucker in his house with a paper tube in her vaginal canal. Oh. Like, no. Like, nope, yeah. nope. Go to jail. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. So <laughs> he got away with it. Hey, well done, Carl. So, all right, because <laughs> this is where it gets really fucked. So no, 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 you can't say that. That can't be true. I can't deal with that. Yes, I can't deal with it. Has not yet been truly fucked. Yep. So because <sighs> the trial got so much attention, Elena would be put on display at a funeral home for people to visit. Oh. Uh, I was thinking that you were going to say they gave her back no. to him. Like, well, it's been so long. <laughs> no. She's got a We don't want to take her away from her home. <laughs> <laughs> That's not her home. She's dead. <laughs> so the thing, the thing that's really fucked is thousands upon thousands of people went to go visit to look at the insanity. 
They, that she, is fucked up. She became a and freak I show. And I totally would have been one of those people. No. I would. I'm sorry. I would have been. Also, you can just Google it. You can see a picture of her online. Um, Full disclosure, I, I already have. Oh, okay. It's, she, <laughs> it's fucked. It's fucked. It's completely fucked. Yeah. But, you know, I totally would have seen it in person. Yeah. One of my favorite things about, um, we went to Florence, Siena. We went to Siena in Tuscany. And one of my favorite things was seeing the mummified head of St. Catherine there in the church. So I'm, I'm not, look, I didn't mummify her, okay? She's not in my house, but I'll see it. Sure, I'll go see this stuff. <laughs> so after the thousands of people looked at her, she would then be buried again in an unmarked grave. Yes, unfortunately you had to do an unmarked grave because you certainly can't get, you can't have word getting out to him where she is. Yeah, Carl's yeah. like... It's somewhere in this cemetery. Start digging. Tell me where she is. <clears throat> so, all right. Carl would ask again for Elena's body, which the family uh, said no to. God, he wanted her back. He's like, can you give me the love of my life back? Uh, no. No, no. He would, however create a life-sized effigy using a plaster mold or a death mask of her face. Well, he had a good sense of her proportions yeah. at this point. God. I'm sorry. So, but not as sorry as he should be and isn't. What's amazing is he would then move to Pasco County in Florida in 1944, which was near his actual wife, Doris. <laughs> he tried to rekindle the old romance, but the, the spark just wasn't there because she was so healthy. Yeah, she was alive. <laughs> yeah, she was alive, and that's just not doing it for me. So Doris actually would take care of Carl a bit. Oh, I would take care of him myself. So, <laughs> and um, he would end up writing an autobiography called Fantastic Adventures. No, no, I don't like the title. It should be Creepy-Ass Fucker yeah. in My Life. When I, I wasn't quite sure if it was actually, like, its own book or if it was part of a magazine thing. It was a little unclear. So, like, if you're listening and you and you Google this, fact check me on it if I'm completely wrong on that. But I do know he wrote basically an autobiography about himself and his adventures. Guys, go, go check it out. Make sure his family has the uh, money from your checking this out. Ugh. So, don't read the book. Just see that it exists. No, read the book. Learn about his life. It's important. He's such an interesting guy. No. So... Well, here's the best part. Carl would legally become a U.S. citizen in 1950. There are a few things that should keep you from American citizenship. And I think... <laughs> robbing now, a this grave? this is a personal opinion, but I think that robbing a grave and having sex with a corpse for seven years should be one of those things. Yeah. But apparently not. So he would later die at the age of 75 in 1952. I'm terribly sad to hear it. So, some what happened to him after that? Some people say he was holding his effigy at the time of his death, that they found him cradling his effigy. I am not impressed by his story of true love. Not. No. Uh uh. <laughs> no. Okay, what is the bright Don't, side? I do not find this romantic. <laughs> I am glad it's over. And I want to get to the bright side as soon as I can so I can go take a goddamn shower. <laughs> so first, Elena was returned to her family and was yes. buried as she had intended to be. And she was so much prettier for her journey. Oh, my God. Carl was caught. Yeah. 
And while he was never put in jail, he was watched afterwards to make sure he wasn't going to do anything crazier than he already did. Yeah, he was not allowed around dead people anymore. <laughs> was his, like, physician's license revoked or anything? Not as far as I know. Oh, God. So. Oh, God. Well, let's just hope he never had romantic feelings for anyone again, because that's a goddamn death sentence. Well, his love, the love of his life was gone. Good. So. Like, good for every other young woman in Florida. I gotta say, my biggest sadness for anyone in this story actually is for Doris because she's like, I have to be legally married to this shit. I would have left his ass yes. so long ago. I'm like, and also when she helps him, I'm like, uh, help him out and then lock the door. He must have been very charming later on. <laughs> I think he's just a psycho. Um, he is absolutely a psycho. So, all right, here's the second thing. Hmm. People died in this story. However, no one was killed in this story. Except by tuberculosis. Right, but no one was killer. killed by a human. No, so, just desecrated. Yes. So take solace. I'm just people. trying to find some <laughs> bright sides here. So, Oh, God. And this is going to sound wild, but Carl was trying to bring her back to life. It was not okay the way he did it. But at least he wasn't going around murdering people like a serial killer or cutting people's hair off. Nope. I reject that as a bright side. (laughs) (laughs) I've never done that before, but nope. Nope. Uh, (laughs) I think the best we can do is that there was an attempt at justice here. (laughs) Well, And and none was given. The biggest justice was Elena was returned to her family and buried. Like, at least she didn't live another 30. Well, she didn't live. She was dead. At least it was another 30 years before she was finally found. I think that a bright side that we can take from this actually is that the story came out and that 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 led to her being returned. Like it could have gone on for such a long time until he somehow decided that she was gone or something and then got rid of her. And then we'd never know, you know, like if he if he if he had ever come to his senses and gotten her a proper burial eventually. Yeah. Then this story might be completely hidden from us. Yeah. And. You know, we know this now, and uh, I wish that we could make some new laws so some of the shit would be more illegal. <laughs> well, I have to That'd say, nice. I do feel like the difference between graveyards from the past and grave and cemeteries and graveyards now is that more of the active graveyards have security and have cameras and things mm. like that. So, like, it would mm-hmm. be pretty easy to spot someone stealing a body. <laughs> But this is probably why they keep track of the wagon purchases of doctors now. There you go. That's, so that's another good good one. This is <laughs> this is the origin story of that amazing uh, surveillance program the FBI has. Yes, exactly. So that's awesome. Wagon uh, watching. Much needed. Much needed, as we can see. Uh, so thank you. You have ruined my day. And I know that that is one overarching mission of yours. And you today... Have completed Thank it. you. Oh, also, I think that the other bright side is we found the original Florida man. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We have gone to the OGFM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hate him. I just love the fact that, like, he's like, I'm a count. And everyone's like, you're not. And he's like, no, I am. And I'm like, oh, boy. And why are you living in Florida with no land? Yeah. 
But okay. And a uh, dead <laughs> wife. <laughs> and by All wife, right, well, this... I mean dead person who's not married to you. Person who was, and when she was alive, was not into you. Yes. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, okay. So, uh, thank you, listeners. Um, that's going to be what you have to deal with now, That all that. Well, and this uh, is episode 99, if I think. Yeah. So, so I hope this was a great lead-in to episode 100 for everyone. The pressure is um, on. Yeah. How, how are we going to top that next week? Who knows? I don't know. Who Maybe knows? it'll be something more gentle. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to come around the pike next week. I never do know what's going to happen. And uh, today, I wish it hadn't. <laughs> oh, and by the way, shout out to my mom for finding this topic for me. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I had heard a bit about it on some other podcast I listened to because I listen to weird, uh, macabre shit uh, sometimes. And uh, yeah, and now I know more than I even wanted to about it. So thanks for that. It gives me joy that I can educate that, you. That's that's. You're a dick. Um, (laughs) And thank you. Have a great week. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Okay. If you don't want the paper tube in your vagina, just say so. Oh, no. No. Bad consent. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at BrightSideKNJ, and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.TheBrightSideWithKevinAndJason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look look on on The the Bright bright side. Side!